If you ask the universe for something good, it will provide. Uh, he's a bare skin rule. No, no, I'm just saying. Wrapped around driving some hillbilly sort of. Well, actually, I, I, I don't think he's driving. Car from the north to the yeah. south. I, I'd be annoyed if I won a million on a European lottery because it wasn't 150 million. In the room, 52 jokers wild. Fear. Be afraid. Be very, very afraid. And I normally am. My kids slag me on a regular basis for being the uh, eternal pessimist of talking to the universe and going, what can go wrong will go wrong. Actually, I'm going to make it go wrong. I'm going to invite it to go wrong because that's the, the, the secret again. The, fil the film, the book, the secret. If you ask the universe for something good, it will provide. If you expect the worst, the worst will happen. If, and, and, and that's what I expect. I expect the worst to happen all the time. I'm actually meant to be a, I'm an optimistic pessimist or a pessimist of op optimist. I like to do a risk analysis, assume the worst is going to happen and be ready for it. Where actually, I should actually be working the opposite way and going, let's make the best happen and we'll deal with the worst if and when it does. And there's no point in bringing that on and going through the worry and the stress and the strain of something that hasn't happened and more than likely won't happen. Now, there's actually a very interesting um, story that a guy called Billy Dixon talks about, and he's talking about positive attitude as a positive. Um, so you can be positive and you can be negative, but there's also positive attitude. And one of the things that he talks about is the fact that if you imagine there's a couple of guys in a cave in the good old days and uh, they, they're getting hungry inside and they know there's a beer, bear outside, the beer outside, there's a bear outside. And one of them has got there's very a beer, positive. There's a bear outside with a beer. There's a beer, there's a bear better, there. Yeah. yeah, he's just drinking, waiting for his food to come along, you know. And basically, they know that they've got to get out there and get something. Now, one of the guys is so frightened, he's so negative, he's fearful that he's going to die that he won't move. He just stays there, okay. And in the end, he dies of hunger because he wouldn't go out of the cave. The other guy was so positive that he just ran outside anyway and got eaten by the bear. Now, the third guy that's in there kind of went, oh, hang on a second, I know there's a bear out there, and if I stay in here, I'm going to go hungry. Tell you what, there's a rock here, so as I go out there, I'll clout the bear around the head and then go off and run away while he's trying to repair his head kind of thing. He's got the positive attitude because he can go off. He knows what the danger is. He's done a risk assessment, as you were talking about, and he's figured out a way of, get of the beer working the out the risk, getting the beer for the that's it, and he's got the beer belly now. So there's this th this idea of, of of positive attitude that we have to have. Now, one of the things that you were talking about is that if you if you are frightened of fear, you you invite fear along. But what's also interesting is if you're coming from a spiritual perspective. There is a kind of positive and a negative. We always talk about the, this positive and this kind of the negative. Yin, the yang, the yin and the yang. Without evil, there is no good. Yeah, and I you think know. one of one of the things is that if you, when you decide to actually set a goal for yourself, and it's part of also the storytelling process, as you move along, you you know where your end target is going to be. Like I know I want to go, let's say, to Thomastown, and I've got to come from Newry. So I set my goals, right, that's where I'm going. I've worked out in the map, and I know what I'm going to do to get there. So I set off, and then all of a sudden I get diverted to go off to Galway uh, because the traffic going down there isn't going to happen, and I then have to make detours. But I still have to set my target back to trying to get to Thomastown. So what I'm now doing is all this, there is some negativity that's trying to stop me from getting there. But if you can be so bloody-minded about 
getting there, your determination will get you through all the obstacles that are actually thrown up against you. And that's what they say. They go, if you don't have a goal or an idea of what you want, actually, most books out there are saying, what do you want? What do you want out of life? If you don't know what it is, when you when will you know you have it? And most people that are rich or poor or otherwise, that you know, money is never enough because they can have millions, they can have billions, and they're not happy. But actually, if you can have anything, you might end up with nothing. If you have nothing and you get something, then you could be very, very happy. But actually, most of what I'm seeing out there in terms of books and things is it's the eternal journey towards happiness. It's what is it? that makes you happy. It, it's not a thing, money, health, wealth. It has to be a combination. So Steve Jobs he had some sort of quote before he died. He says he had all the money in the world, but he couldn't buy another minute. He couldn't He couldn't get someone else to die for him. You know, it doesn't matter how many billions you have. You know, you've got this limited amount of time. So be happy in that time and actually maybe be happy what you left behind and your legacy and and actually the more i get closer to look i'm two thirds into my life based on without being cryogenically frozen and shot into space and brought back from the dead at a later date it's i'm 53 you know the average median age or or, the, or mortality rate in ireland might be 84 for a man or something and with medical, you know, nano implants at a later date and based on the speed of technology, maybe I'll make it to 95 if if I get over the next couple of weeks in COVID-19. But it comes back to, as I go on that journey, will, how happy will I be? And most of the time, you're if you're just eating cornflakes and, and sitting in the front garden at 76, you're, you're happy, as opposed to you're not starting a business. Now, other people could be starting a business at 76. I think Colonel Saunders might have started at a 67 and gone, you know, it's it, there's no reason not to start. People put themselves in boxes and go, this is where I'm meant to be based on an age. I need to be retiring at 65 and 67. Whereas <clears throat> that's an enforced um, date based on uh, criteria within a country based on averages. So it's, you could be starting now. I think we are start, we're about to start at mid fifties. We're not finishing, we're starting. I'm happy to start. Now, yeah. I don't know, and the fear, come back to fear quickly is, is um, am I afraid to, to start something new that may not be successful? But I'm going, my, my measure of success is not what it used to be. It's not world domination. It's not a million euro in the first year in terms of profitability. It's actually a measure of, will we enjoy this? Is it a good use of our time? Will my family have more time as a result? Will my kids get involved in it? And actually I'd be happy if we just get to do it, have a good time. Everybody around me is 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 wealthy and wise, health healthy and wealthy and wise in that context, and 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 that's that's the journey we're going on. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I, well, one of the interesting things is that um, if if we are happy all the time, we then don't have a gauge to say when we're not happy. So actually, although there is a sense of being unhappy if we need to have comparisons to know when is it that we're happy and when is it we're not and what is it we're actually working towards so quite often when you have a goal there is um there are pressures and there's there there is some kind of pain before you can actually get the gain that you've got to go through to get the gain and that's I think good there's no gain without pain there, there is no yeah. pain what's the, the, gain? the gain the gain is not a measure it's just something actually you won the lottery Yo, did you go through any pain? Actually, the pain is is about to become is about to come. You've a new set of problems. People say, "I just won the lottery." Yeah. Now, 
if you're a little bit negative like me, you'd be starting to go, my security has to go up. People are going to be wanting my money. Charity is going to be asking for it. Now I have to share it between uh, the children and, and protect it. And now how to keep the tax man from taking half it back when I when I go and die. And actually, hold on a second, I just won the lottery. You go. So how are we having a conversation about taxes when I die, protecting it after my death, passing on, I'm no longer here and I haven't even spent it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, and, and how do I keep it? How do I, how do I protect it? Because someone's going to want to rob it and take it from you. And that's that weird thing. When people win the lottery, do they let the public know? It's one of the first things they're asked. They're going, yeah. do you want to go public? And why would they even ask that? Because I want to hide. I want to hide my money. I want to keep it from everybody. I don't want them to, to be jealous of it and change how they... They, they react with me because now I'm a multimillionaire and they're not. Now everything has changed and nothing has changed. Have I changed in a person because I suddenly have a million euro today that I didn't have yesterday? And then you start, I start questioning, well, do you want the million now? Before that, That's the weird thing. When you play a lottery ticket, everyone goes through the couple of seconds before the numbers are picked of, I've won. I, it can be me, the same as anyone else. I've spent it. I haven't even got it. You know, or, or you're going to get, some people are going, I'm going to give it all away. I'm not going to change. I'm going to stay in work. I'm already going, how do I double it? How do I triple it? I got annoyed. That I, I, I'd be annoyed if I won a million on a European lottery because it wasn't 150 million because it's a big win versus a small win where someone would be happy with four euros. Yeah. I'm going, it's, it's, it, that, that's a weird. Well, what, what, one of the things that's quite interesting as you were talking, we would, we, 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 I discussed about this idea of trying to get to Thomastown and ended up in Galway. Um, but one of the things is that if I was constantly struggling and battling and, and sort of putting so much effort and every time I tried to turn towards Thomastown, I kept getting pushed back to Galway and I was getting more and more frantic and frustrated and annoyed because I hadn't achieved what I wanted. But you could have another guy that was just sort of sitting there kind of drinking his beer like the bear. And basically, he oh, ends up second. going he's all the way. Driving, drinking a beer, beer, like a bear. Like a so bear. He's, a, he's in a bear skin rule. No, no, I'm so just saying. Wrapped around, driving some hillbilly sort of Well, actually, I, I, I don't think he's driving. from the north to the yeah. south. During the, the, the lockdown, there's no cars on the road. Oh, I know. Beer in one hand and, and, and a shotgun that, in the but other. But the interesting thing is, is that you could actually have somebody who basically hasn't set a goal for themselves, ends up going on the same sort of trip, but possibly in the boot of the car. Uh, or in the back seat oh, drinking the beer. In the boot, they've been kidnapped. They're, they're being going, kidnapped. Oh, this guy is going on a murder But the thing spree. is that this this guy is so not chilled out that he's actually not worried about it. He just knows that everything is going to be really good. He still well, ends up he in take, Galway. And by the time he's finished, he's still got to Thomastown and he's had a good time and he's happy. But he hasn't had to go through the pain that the other guy's gone through. So you've now, got that interesting conversations here of going, you're happy to be in a bearskin rug with a shotgun, traveling with someone in the boot from some Newry to Thomastown. And I'm talking about winning from a million to 150 million in the lottery. How I'm not, how I'm going to keep it after I'm dead and, and, and how to protect it in the meantime. And, and, and like, you, know, you see, the bear knows that when he gets to Thomastown, because you you're so paranoid about how, who's going to lose it. You won't think of this guy, this bear with a beer, that suddenly comes up and hits you with the rock that the guy had in the in the in the cave earlier on in the story, and he ends up getting all your money because he's a bear. No, but my money's in Bitcoin, so it's like it's it's actually the gas thing is you win the big lottery, do you take it out in cash and put it under the bed? Be a big four post about or otherwise you're going. Is it this protection thing that's 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 going through people and the fear of spending, the fear of losing, the fear of losing friends, the fear of losing money? 
the fear, fear of losing something they hadn't got five minutes ago. And, yeah. you, and, and Or is it a case of this is the biggest opportunity? Actually, the journey in terms of business and success is meant to be you start with nothing, you create something, you create jobs, you create a legacy, and then after that, actually, this thing is going to die again. One second. Recording stopped. Maximum reach. I'm going to see if it goes on and see if I can actually start recording. It's given me eight seconds to record now. I think I've actually reached my maximum limit of space. Oh, on that, maximum yeah. recording time reach. Recording stopped. This is on. That's a that's a weird one. That's on the mobile. Well, actually, I I I made your image big because I thought we were going to have that kind of problem. So we can go to this image, and I can use mine, and we can use oh, a little bit of the Skype conversation. We've lost so we, some of the. We've lost some of the. We've lost a little bit. But but, um, but back to the, it's like saying the, what we're saying. The fear of the. Oh yeah, the journey of a of success is meant to be from zero the hero and back again. So you, you earn it all, and then your next journey is to give it all away, or be philanthropic, or your whole journey was to create jobs and other people's lifestyles and, and build a, like an empire that gives thousands of people's jobs and they're all being well paid, and, and it continues beyond your lifetime, and that's where you have the, the Waltons and the Walmarts and the, and, and the Hill, all these, you know, I don't even know half the names anymore, but, you know, structures that go beyond lifetimes into trusts, that then keep on giving, you know, giving jobs and careers and and you know products and services to the masses, and then suddenly form a charitable trust and go, and that's the Bill Gates, the world, and the Warren Buffetts, where they're now going to give half their money away in their own lifetime to charity in the billions. But they set up trusts. It's not give the money away. It's put it into a structure that it keeps on growing and can keep on giving back to charities or keep, but it's just not. It's been used for charitable causes and good nature causes and setting up hospitals. Actually, I'm reminded of the, the Dale Carnegie, the Carnegie libraries. So here's thousands and thousands of libraries that give education, you know, for hundreds of years after the person's dead. And it's still there, yeah. like a hundred years later. And it's still giving education. It's like the Roundtree Foundation does the same exactly. kind of thing. Yeah. So I go, we're on a journey of going, if all we can do is give, is create one job our own, then we want to create two, someone, a second person. That's your first successful sign of business whereby you create your own job and then you get to the stage whereby you create someone else's. Then, and that's a bit of a journey we want to go on. We want, and we want to then go and create something that other people want. And, 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 and cause what, even this thing here now is going to rub, it's going to ask of them their time. Will they spend some of their time, which is very, very precious, to stop? Well, they could be like moaned along at the same time and and list listen in in some of their time of their life of their journey on this planet and maybe into the astral plane of reincarnation and other realms. We won't worry about that. Bit, but in this lifetime, will they take some of that time and listen to this podcast or listen to two old codgers in a room? chatting about the meaning of life and i keep on hitting the, the mic here i'll probably pick that up and give it out to pick me. that up yeah but you know we're now gone from a does a bear shit in the woods does he get hit over the head with a rock does he go off and drive a car with the with the, the body in the boot does he work his way down to thomas town and then buy a lottery ticket does he win the lottery and 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 then does he create jobs afterwards i don't even know how what the hell this bear is doing but by god he's going on a journey of, of booze sex drugs rock and roll creating jobs and he's going to give back to the environment by the end of it the bear does shit in the woods but the interesting thing is that uh, after that journey depending on how he feels at it he may still not feel happy 
Well, he was happy not to get hit over the head with a rock at the beginning, but he probably didn't wasn't aware of that. He he was happy just to have his dinner. Some it was actually like uh, Goldilocks and the three bears, and except the three lads are in his cave and they're not eating porridge. They're, one is hanging around with a rock, one is lunch, and and effectively, you know, somebody had a pickup truck, and and it's going it's going to end up in the in the boot on the on the way on, on the way from a journey vo- like to, to to Thomastown via Galway. You're yeah. going. You do, we don't know where this conversation is going. It's gone on a little rant and rave of its own. But, <laughs> but in there, it's this ex- existentialism has been happening. This bear is self-aware. You're going, I think this bear is just a big, rugged country lad, you know, with big red hair and freckles. And his nickname is Bear. But he does shit in the woods. He carries a shotgun. <laughs> he's got buddies in the boot. He's going on a journey. He's buying lottery tickets. And he's out to kill a couple of people. Uh, or, or no, or make new friends, one or the other. I think, I think the the key the key point was that we were actually talking about being positive, and if you have There's a certain a attitude, yeah, my, if you if you where the hell it's gone, if you it? have the right attitude in in your version, the universe will actually give you what you're looking for. Um, my version is giving you a fucking pint of beer, a shotgun, shotgun a pick of a bear. And a, possibly a good story for for a, for a short or a film. Yeah. And we ha- haven't even talked about the gorilla than chimp. No, no, we're not the bears. The great thing is we have a monkey, we have a gorilla, we have an elephant, elephant. in the room. Now we have... Um, what, we also have a butterfly as well. We've got Grizzly Adams' bear, Ben. Now we're up to Ben the bear. Yeah. We're, we're going to build an ark next. Okay, as long as it's two by two and they're going up the plank and, and they come out the other side after the big flood, which we'll get on to the flood 10,000 years ago or 20,000 years ago soon enough. There's, a, there's another conversation there. I never mind the genome and, and chromosomal count and the problem with the XY chromosome if you've only got two of each in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in the middle of a boat. You're going to go, there's a lot of friends that know friends that are, that are related to everyone else in the room. You're going, it, 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 does, it does lend itself to the maths doesn't stack up. But there, it, there's something else going on. You know. Are they happy? Well, I don't know who was happy in Noah's Ark there. They, had, they were happy to be on the boat. You know, and everyone else is going for a swim. They got, you know, did they know they were happy because they're in cramped confines and it's quite smelly in there with 5,000 animals of different you know, different religions and sizes. And and, 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 and and was there any social distancing? Because, I mean, you know, we, we've already heard about the uh, the tourists and, and the, the cruises where, you know, people have had problems. So was there social distancing on the well, ark? Maybe Noah's ark wasn't Noah's ark. Maybe Noah's ark was a little bit of UFO. And what UFO was, everybody was in a jar and they reseeded the planet afterwards and they kept the count fine because we suddenly all just reappeared. Hold on a second. There's a mass clear out and then we reappear. Where were they all hiding? They weren't hiding on the boat. They weren't on two different sides of the planet. They weren't in a cave that was flooded. They're going to go, there's a bunch of... They were taken off and brought back, or they were. It's a reseed. I think it was a reseeding. reseeding. So we've gone from a bear doing it in the woods to a reseeding after the great flood. The Noah's Ark was good old ET and his buddies. That's it. That's it. So we'll we'll reseed. <laughs> That's it. I don't know where that one went. Honestly, I'm still going. I better go out and buy a lottery ticket. That's all. Hang I on. Know. Hang on. Hang. Now, if I if we if we do, oh, what happened? It's all right, the, the video went and then it's come back in. I'm just going to do a quick, uh, if you can now do your one. All right, and I'm taking it away. Going, Lovely. Did you hear, Mike? Stop. Did mine click? 
Okay. I wasn't. Li- I don't. As I said, George, I don't listen to you. I only <laughs> listen to me. I don't know. You're clicking. You could be whirring, clicking. You could be doing little bells and whistles. No idea what you're doing. I'm not even listening. I'm not even looking. I'm too. It's me, 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 me. But let's. So, so let's just stop for a second, too. Okay. We were talking about fear earlier on. We went on a kind of a very strange journey uh, from Newry down to Thomastown via uh, Galway. So, and you were starting to express some of your fears that you were having. Uh, especially with the technology, one of the things that you encountered this morning was that you, you thought that your Netflix had been invaded. I didn't think my Netflix was invaded. It was invaded. We actually went through a quick look of all my emails from Netflix and we're trying to, first of all, verify, is this a spam, scam, mail, email that's trying to make me feel as if it is Netflix and I have been jeopardized? Or is it actually Netflix saying, you have been jeopardized. I, and it turns out it was a legitimate email because it was the same of as my other ones and logins. And so I suddenly, actually, the panic actually started to increase there because the first of all was, I know what spam looks like. I'll ignore it. I don't press on the link. Then I realized I thought this was from Netflix. I had pressed on the link. I'd already gone in and changed my password. Then I started a second round of panic going, hold on a second, was this a good piece of spam? I've just given them what they wanted. They sent me on the journey. I gave them my password. And now they're going to do exactly what they said they pretended to do. But I, I, the panic was starting to escalate there. Now, then you actually engaged with because it actually happened while we were online. And, and I actually cut the conversation and jumped to trying to protect my account and my bank details. And uh, we backed up a little bit. We looked, we did, we found that it was, it did look as if I needed to do something. You pretty much spoke to me and said, look, ignore the links. Let's go in through the internet. Let's go in through the, the main account we know to be real. Let's see if we can log in. Let's see if it's the same. And, and let's re-establish the password. And, and we did that. But then one thing was, what was weird was happening was, it was asking me for my uh, credit card details in order to verify who I was, in order to make the change. I'm going, of all the things to ask for in a potential spam situation is, can you prove who you are by giving you your credit card details? And I don't, mother of God, now it seems like I was happy, now I'm not again. And, and I was back into the, the mire. Now, if when we jump back out of it again, we realize where the trigger for, ver- for ver- Visa card details was coming from was, if you want to change the email, which would be redirecting the account details, but then it's saying, well, give me your, whoever you are with your email, give me your bank details because we're not giving you these ones. So yes. if you give us different ones, you know, no, but, but it kept on being questionable back and forward. And I was going, right, I'm not changing my email. I'll keep the one I have and I'll change the password and let's leave it at that because they can't spend these. The most important thing here is to keep my bank details secure and not give them access to that. Now, it's, isn't but, it interesting? Because basically what's happening is that with, with a lot of the processes that are going on, we're all becoming more and more confused with the technology that's constantly changing. The more and more complex passwords that we have to keep on using to try and defend ourselves. And yet, if you believe what's going on online, um, we can't really defend ourselves because we're being monitored 24 hours a day, either by Amazon well, I, and Google or Apple's well, email, cameras. Exactly. It was coming saying, you have been accessed from Tunisia. They have my right email 
And as I spoke to my son, he said, if you went onto my LinkedIn profile or went onto Facebook, you sort of guessed the password there between a number of combinations. It could have been a bit of AI, artificial intelligence, scrolling through 10,000 bits and pieces, putting together the most likely combinations. But it got through. It accessed the account and got through. And the trigger email from Netflix was, did you make a change? Was this you? accessing and i like the fact it checked with your security email address and all the rest but i it doesn't matter it's panic 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 my bank account is empty my children are slagging me because they're going every time there's anything you assume the worst i was going sorry lads you don't have a bank account i do if it's you know well i I remember um i remember about five or six christmases ago um all of a sudden my my ebay account or my PayPal account had told me that I just bought two iPhones. And I was kind of going, what? And I tried to stop the bank from actually sending the money out. And they said they could do that. But because I, I had stopped it, I would my money would go into negative or something. And I, I you know, in the end, I had to let uh, the money go out and try and get it reclaimed through the bank. So that's the weird thing is your Visa card is you're protected to your Visa card more than you are with the bank. It's it's like saying, didn't use my signature, didn't use my three-digit security code. You've taken this and given it to them. Actually, their own security goes, I'm in, I'm in Ireland. This is happening in Nigeria. It no, there's, lot, there's lots of um, tech that they've installed that knows that you bought something down the road five minutes ago, and now all of a sudden you're shopping in Tunisia. And and you're going no, this isn't you. This is a fraudulent so, thing. They've yeah. already they're already tracking and tracing it, but it doesn't matter. Like my wife's card has spent thousands on it, and was buying stuff and from Manchester equipment in Manchester. It even knows from it's it's tracking you, and it knows that yeah. the, the the type of go. If I'm shopping in little every five transactions, and the next shop is a three thousand pound PC in Liverpool, it knows. It's questionable. It nearly is already Absolutely. flagging and stopping, which is great. But this, I have my Netflix account. I have my Facebook account. I have that account, a Twitter account. All the passwords are going out of synchronization. You, you know, everyone's half in and half out accessing it. I'm going, I can't keep, you no, know, I know there's software for, you know, even that gets hacked. You go, mother of God, yeah. if that gets yeah. hacked. They have everything. They have all my passwords, all my bank accounts. I'm going, just, I'm nearly back to a piece of paper going, I'm keeping it in a drawer. I'm keeping it up to date. You know, I'm old school. I nearly don't want accounts uh, connected to the other things. So there's bits whereby you might use PayPal, you might use something else. You're going, how do you stop having your Visa card account and your bank account details out there? Let's go to a secure account that you're doubling up on the insurance over here. But I'm going, this is just, I have nothing to do with any of that. I'm going, all I want to do is talk to you. All I want to do is pay for my Netflix. I don't want any of these problems, and I'm worrying about 95 different accounts, security and fraud, and you know being hacked from A to B, from spammed and fi- some fish, whatever. I don't even know what the thing is called. Um, you know, from somewhere else. Yeah, fishing. And I'm going. All we want to do is get on with life, and we're there's this this fear is just anywhere you look. It's going. Which not is gonna- why it's very interesting that we have now been effectively put under house arrest. The whole world, or at least half oh, yeah. the world. You got the virus on the computer, and now you have the virus outside. And the outside. virus is actually basically cutting down the economy. It's keeping us at home. It's stuffing the us. The weird from thing is, it's pushing us into the home to be more reliant on the computer, and more. We are probably more likely now to get a computer virus than yes. it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Because now we're all using our P as I said, this is a 12-year-old PC. And the problems I'm having is I think it's going to go blue screen. And if it goes, I can't even go out and get a new one. Yeah. And actually, yeah. I need it to go on the internet to get a new one. Absolutely. To get it delivered. And well, I know my, my, my sister um, doesn't have a computer. She has a mobile, and she's trying to do everything through the mobile. And she's finding how restricted she is because she can't run her life in a way that's normal, that what we would perceive as normal now, because she hasn't got some of the technology she needs to to access some of those services. Sure, sure my son is, is do like they all sign in. I don't know whether it's into the Zoom classroom or, or Google classroom or, or something else. And what's happening is he's doing it on his phone. Whereas yeah. my daughter is doing it on a, an iPad or something. So he's trying to see his Matt's homework on a three-inch screen. And he says, hey, let's go over here, go over there. He's actually reading the paragraphs back and forth. It's three times the workload, just moving the screen back and forth to read a paragraph. I'm going, it's the wrong tool. Why haven't you got a laptop or an iPad? And I'm going, well, the reason you haven't is because I didn't buy it, because I didn't give it to you, because it wasn't your last birthday. And that's a yeah, but the, the, the interesting, what, what's interesting there is that uh, when we designed the new sort of uh, the, the, the Film Production Academy's website, and I was designing it on my, my, my computer screen here, which is 27 inches, and it was nice and beautiful, I had to then go and repurpose it so it would work on the Samsung. And actually, what I've started to discover uh, with, with my, the way my brother's been working with his website is that more people are seeing it on the Samsung and seeing the videos on the Samsungs, on the little mobiles, than they are on the big screens. No one's watching the big screens. They're watching their so little... So everyone's now moved to their mobile. And actually, yeah. as I said, we're watching the TV in the room. There's three devices with the kids. They're, on their mo they're all on their mobiles. They're not even on the iPads anymore because that's seen as a different function of playing a game or something else. They're now going, we're consuming our Spotify here. We're consuming, we're doing a WhatsApp. We might, they're, they're, they're sticking to the one device more yeah. for just convenience. And, and, and they don't need to go any further than this. So therefore we have to grab their attention or anyone's attention. My wife doesn't even get off the phone in terms of onto a bigger device so she can see and shop better. It's actually, she'll put up with the, Screen back and forth yeah. a bit, and a bit more painful, but it's it's less painful than swapping to another device, logging back in, moving from A to B. She has the device on her versus going to find the other one. So your left arm is now your phone. It's yeah. it's it's all the tools you need. You're you're not going to leave your left arm at home, and you're not going to bother looking for a second left arm. You're going to just work with the one you have. Absolutely, and, and and the daft thing is, is because I know that I do lots of photography. I love my little cameras. I've got them all over the place. Just I was here. hoping I was hanging. I was holding up my left arm there. I was saying I could have been holding up my yeah. right. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> my cameras and stuff that I like playing around with. But you suddenly realise that the mobile phone is not is a camera. It's a communicator. It's your bank. It's your internet. It's everything you need to go and do is done through the the mobile phone. Even communicate uh, communicating with family on the other side of the world is being done more and more. In fact, last weekend or the weekend before, a group of us were using something called House Party through Google, and we were having a pub quiz. And, there, and we were in about six different homes, actually watching one another as we, as we did the game. And then using the mobile phones to actually do a quick scan of our handwritten answers that we'd done separately. So that Now we've gone off a tangent from the fear yeah. to house party we're now having a house party in our home with 16 other people in different places and we're not so much going to give away our you know bank details or get or get or get scammed or or spammed or whatever it is but at the same time it's this 
fear, actually, most people are getting less fearful of technology, and actually, they're now communicating, whether it be old people, young people, we were, we were pushed into a fast learning curve of going, yeah. well, it's sit in a dark room, or it's reach out to the world via this tool you have, which will let you quite quickly go from zero to hero in terms of engagement, yeah. of, of which your own network of your six degrees of separation, well, your first one and two is your own family and friends. So you're, you're, you're talking with them and the, the, the school might be the third degree of, uh, our business might be the third degree of separation and being you're now working from home and you're reaching out to suppliers and customers and, and we're going the four, fifth and six is the audiences that we don't know yet and we know are out there, but we'd like to engage with so we we were just talking about a little earlier going we don't have an audience yet we have an audience of one or two of ourselves we know we have a, a degree of separation of one two to go to family and friends which will will engage and have a look and laugh and point and move along with us but they're not necessarily customers or future customers but their friends are friends and their cousins twice removed could be and in ireland with five million people six degrees of separation is, is not six it's three if you can get from one to two and then two to three, you're talking to your potential customers. You're talking to your potential tribes, your audiences. You've got. You, you, we want. We want to go from this fear of unknown, a fear of rejection, a fear of no customers, a fear to, to the fear of actually the new the, the new fears of having the problems of having all of that, of what to say to them next, how to keep them engaged, how to sell to them, and that they don't give come back and say that that was bad, good, or indifferent. Well, I wonder. I wonder whether um, it, it's it's if if we're showing enthusiasm, then people want to come and join up with us. I mean, that was the that was the thing. Most people didn't want. To, they had a fear of being isolated, so they found a way to communicate to other people using the technologies, which meant that they didn't have to go away from the home, but they were actually contacting one another and talking. Then they could start to see other possibilities. So they the, the fears that they had of using these technologies suddenly they f floated away. But one of the great things is that when you start to see things you enjoy online the, the the person that's kind of entertaining you is not having to sell to you so much now because you want to become connected to them and you'll actually purchase probably from them well, actually what's interesting there that there's the two extremes we, we were having a little chit chat before we pressed record again and said we're going to put this out there where's there it's out there somewhere in the universe in some tools and until someone presses a button there's still no customers there's still no one get what it is is we've generated some content of interest to ourselves. It might just be a chit-chat in a room or talking about a subject of interest that we have an opinion about. or And then we're saying, well, someone else might have a similar opinion. If they heard it, they might enjoy it. If they were walking around the garden or, or like you know, doing the garden on, on a, a lawnmower, they could plug it in and listen to it and not be overly involved with it. And they just say, it's, just something, it's interesting. It was on for an hour. I like or don't like it. I'm not paying for it. And I'm not... I don't care beyond I'm spending an hour. And actually, it's like being in the room with these couple of guys talking shite. And, and, I'm, and I'm happy to go, well, I can relate to that because I sit in other rooms and talk shite with my own friends. And the, the whole planet is, are you similar to someone else out there? We are. Yeah. We all go around in circles. We go to pubs and clubs. We go to shops and things. And we talk shite to each other and to pass the time to entertain ourselves, to entertain others, and, you know, that's what it's about. We want to basically, no, we don't have to get an audience. The audience of one is ourselves. This is our universe. You know, we're the only one that matters in it, first of all, because if we're not alive, we're dead and it doesn't matter. If we are alive, now we want to engage with it. Because if you don't step outside the house, 
then your universe is the size of the room. You can step outside of the house with the tech. That's what I'm saying. We can reach out, but we're not physically touching unless we order a good and it comes in or we're the service. You well, know? One of the things that we were talking about earlier on was doing comparisons to make sure. And, and this gives us that kind of opportunity to to say, well, look, I'm from this point of view. Let's ask you from your point of view, where are you and where are you coming from? Then I can actually take a reference point from you and actually then engage to other people. And the ah, more and more we do that, we're trying to find equilibrium. Or not. Yeah, but but but, not. but 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 facing the fear of going out there and talking to people, because in a way we're we're now getting a chance to talk to more people through the internet uh, in this kind of way of actually having a conversation. In fact, we've had more hours of conversation through the internet like this because of our distance apart. Whereas we're now gaining confidence in what we're actually doing and we're developing ourselves. There's a weird and thing. We're happy to talk to each other. Then we're saying, does it matter if anyone else is listening? We're going, well, if you're in a pub or a club and you're, or a restaurant, you're having a conversation, anyone within earshot could listen. Actually, sometimes they do because your conversation is more interesting than theirs. Yeah. Actually, they don't have anyone to talk to. Or actually, they'd like to be in the conversation. You know, actually, I've been in restaurants where someone's been talking. I found their conversation more interesting. I leaned over and got into it. Yeah. You're going, that's how I made friends and influence people. You're going, well, the, well, the other thing is if, if we're producing shows like this, um, when, when, you're, when you're working in a radio station, you're, you're being encouraged to think of one person, not, not a, a whole massive audience. But in your engagement with that one person, every single per every other person that's then listening suddenly feels as though it's an intimate relationship you're oh, having right. with I like them. That. Because because at the moment there's X billion people on the planet, and you know, God forbid we were talking through the internet and going, they're all listening. Yeah. And then you're going, they all are all commenting, liking and dis or disliking and slagging or just you're going, that's if you engage with all the comments afterwards, you can be shot down as a person and, and then won't do the next one. And others could be uplifting you. But yeah. you're going, you're not, everyone's not going to love you. It's just, those that love you, there'll be as many that will hate you. And yeah. it's not that they hate you, it's they want to be you or they don't want to be you. You're going, the whole thing is this journey of fear for me initially was. Do we step out of the universe in my mind into the universe of existence and engage with it and not be worried about commentary, good or bad? Because it doesn't really matter. The fear, the, da the danger was actually staying inside and never doing it. And, now, and that's where I'm going. Oh, I think we're getting comfortable talking with ourselves. And then if we should just be comfortable talking with ourselves with someone else listening. And then if, there's a, if it could have been us talking to you, or it could have been replace you with any one of the members of the audience, and it would it would have been pretty much not the same the same conversation. On, well, not the same conversation. It would have been it's as if that they were that they were you, and the fact that they're in the room, and that, that you're, you're going to bring them into that comfort zone of they're included, and they're they're not excluded and separate. They're in your personal universe now. And, and that's what we want to do. We want to bring someone into our own comfort zone, make it their comfort zone. There's no fear involved. It's okay to, for them to have a voice, step up and have an opinion. You can, if we can do it, you can do it. You have the tools. Please engage. Let's have a chat. And with that, I think we'll end this episode because I think that's a really good kind of ending. And we'd just like to thank whoever is listening, even if it's nobody at this particular point, except for the fact, as we said at the very beginning, that once you start to launch out your voice, the universe hears you and does respond. So we look so forward to you. your response. Well, actually, what it is, is thank you very much, Mr. and Mrs. Universe. Do what it says on the tin. Follow and share.